welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean. I am your host, Austin. And I am your other host, Adrian. Is the world a completely different place today? Let's talk about that. Not a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) For one thing, I changed my phone background for the first time in four years today. Wow. It's a pretty momentous day. The world is completely Look, different today. My cord's in the way. You can't even see it. No, I can't. You can describe it, though. It is a laser beam. Uh, oh, my phone turned off. It's propagating through a tank full of liquid antacid, which is weirdly what I do with a lot of my time. Um, nice. It looked really cool. Though, it, it it's greener um, than I wish it was. It's very, It's very just like eye-catching color so i thought about changing it to black and white um but i didn't uh so that's something new about the world you want it less eye-catching yeah okay it's my phone background not a propaganda poster interesting okay that's (laughs) fine (laughs) what's your phone background it's It's oliver uh, right it's oliver yeah our nephew, and he's adorable. Yeah, but that's um, that's too ostentatious. It's too ostentatious. Sometimes yeah. I worry that people are going to see it and think I have a child. Um, Why does that worry you? I don't know. I mean, it, it's just lies. <laughs> you don't want to give off dad vibes. That's not oh. lies. That's just misperceptions. Right, right, right. But like, I don't want to give off misperceptions if I can help avoid it um in other ways the world has changed um i have watched solo like two and a half times since we last talked oh what did you think well we should say that for another episode (laughs) but (laughs) but i think i've said my general impressions which were eh. i think yeah my general impressions were this movie and from a story standpoint, would have been better off not being made. My but, idea is so much better. But because it was made, it was okay. Anyways, let's not go down there, that route. Um, Why else has the world changed? Well, probably the the, the more pressing thing uh, is uh, there was a, quote, historic summit, which you don't really need quotes around that, but that's, no, that's, what, that's just what people historic. have been saying. Uh, between the leaders of the United States of America and North Korea, specifically mm-hmm. Donald Trump and Kim Jong Un, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was about no, okay. I thought it was going to be weird. It was weirder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, how much of the coverage have you seen? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The only thing I know about this summit, and the only thing I've seen about it, is this morning I woke up and found that my roommate had tagged me in a video on Facebook. And it was the video of the spoof for The Office about how Trump is, like, saying, like, we need to pose for the picture. It looks really good. And Kim Jong-un does does this, like, classic office, like, look at the camera and be like, who is this idiot and why am I here? That actually happened. That's not, like, an office spoof. I know, but they sit there saying it as if it's The Office, and oh, then they like okay. cut to the to the, the theme song for The Office. Oh, okay. It's okay, like okay. this is the caption was like this is the most Office thing that's happened since the show ended or something like yeah. that. So honestly, that's all that I got for this um, wow. summit, which is kind of sad because it's very historic. But you know, I figured, hey, we're gonna talk about it on a podcast, and I can just. Ask Austin everything that happened. Okay. I will say record, I tried I to listen. Know everything. That's okay. I tried to listen to NPR today mm. to be like, man, I need to study up and get some information. Unfortunately, there was. I was during uh, All Things Considered, so they were definitely <laughs> considering all things. <laughs> um, I, I came here for news about the summit, and I ended yeah. up hearing about like giraffe, like numbers giraffe populations decreasing or something mm. like that i'm like i don't really care about this in what parts of I, the world 
I don't honestly I don't know because when the, when I realized it was a story not about the the North Korean summit, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna listen to music. So, huh? Well, I mean that you you've got a longish trip. I mean they'd probably come back to it. I I went back a couple times. The uh, the only other they started talking about the um, 2026 World Cup bid which the North America got which I was excited to listen to I that story I, I didn't hear that yeah so shout out to North America eight years from now we can go see the World Cup I'm excited hooray I mean we could now yeah but I'm not gonna go to Russia ooh I should just yeah but if you go to Russia you're not gonna I would go to Russia just to watch the World Cup air that quotes air quotes <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I forget what else was on there, but it was just it wasn't wasn't what I wanted. They were talking to some some somebody about I forget who he was. Was it Jack Spear? Because he was the guy who you needed to hear to get no, the, it wasn't. the news. It was some like um, socio political scientist professor from some college mm. that I didn't know talking about something, and that, I was like, this that doesn't sounds tell like me what actually. But it didn't tell me anything of what actually happened at the summit, which is what I really wanted. And also, fun fact, my only source of news, which is sad because it is my only source of news, which is Facebook trending. Ugh, fake news. They've gotten, well, they've gotten they rid of, of Facebook trending. Ooh, so ooh, I now know nothing about the world. Um, take that, fake because news. Because Facebook cannot give me the information that I need. <laughs> so anyways, so we've talked a lot about pretty much... A lot about nothing, kind of, so far. Um, But we're going to talk about the summit between North Korea and the United States of America. What was the... Why did this summit happen? Why is it important? We'll start off with those things, because I think you can answer those questions. Uh, I can't really answer why the summit happened, honestly. Um, Um, Yeah. uh, There have been... Increased sanctions on uh, North Korea during Mm -hmm. the Trump administration. Um, But there's been a lot of sanctions a lot of times. I I think probably the biggest reason why it happened is because Trump was willing to let it happen. um, And was not at all focused on human rights violations, which has kind of been the thing holding back any talks with North Korea um, I mean it's not the only thing uh, but it's it's been kind of a big thing like oh we can't talk unless human rights violations are on the table and North Korea has mm-hmm. no interest in talking about them um, and neither did Trump so the, I, 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 mean, I think honestly that's the biggest difference between the relationship with North Korea now as compared to the past. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than nukes and missiles. um, Right. Although they don't really want to talk about that either, even though we do. Yeah, they don't. Um, But that's that's an easier thing for them because there's things that seem like a win for them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And another thing that I heard when I was listening to NPR before the summit actually happened, um, was they were talking about how just for North Korea to have the president of the United States come and meet with their leader kind of shows, is is good kind of like PR, I guess, for their country. Yeah. In a sense where it's like, hey, like, we can get a summit with the president of the United States. Lots of people are talking about it as a, a propaganda win. Uh, for North Korea, I don't really mm. think North Korea needs propaganda wins. This, to me, this seems like a um, a needless criticism of the summit uh, because I think it's better for the summit to happen than for it not to happen. Um, right, right. So, like, North Korea is controls its citizens in many more ways than just propaganda. Uh, mm. So I don't. I think it being it definitely is a propaganda win for North Korea. The, the White House actually made a propaganda film for this event, 
Um, really? Which is nuts. Like, <laughs> honestly, this is, it's the weirdest movie. It's, really? it's a fake movie trailer. The White House made this, of, of the United States. Um, it's a fake movie trailer for World Peace orchestrated by Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. There's voiceover. Oh there's dramatic quotes by the two leaders. There's so many wait. sunsets. It's a four-minute video. So they, they the played White House this, made this for North Korea? For the summit. This is like their hype video oh my for the goodness. beginning of the summit. They played it for, for Kim when he arrived and for the reporters in the room. And all the reporters were just like, uh, what? <laughs> and <laughs> I think clearly from that, the one video you did saw or you did see that was uh, Tim's reaction to many of the things that happened as well. Um, That's amazing. So for those of you who have not seen this video, watch it and, like, it's not a joke. Uh, it, it the seems... propaganda one or the one where Trump's talking about looking handsome? The propaganda the one. Okay, that one, that one might be a joke, but still, that one's, that one's just awkward. But this one is just, like, insane uh yeah i want to watch that like yeah i absolutely it's like a must watch but it's That's amazing. like it, it seems like it should be a joke that john oliver made uh to mock trump but it's mm-hmm. a real video that the white house made it seems like it seems like something out of like the hunger games or something where they're like producing this propaganda to tell everyone that everything's okay yeah or propos if you're the Hunger Games and everything has to be a cool, fancy new word. <sighs> the Hunger Games. Oh, man. Um, so uh, another thing that I guess I should have asked at the, even the onset of this, um, why, why are tensions high between North Korea and the United States anyways? What is the past that we have had with North Korea? Sure. What is our current state? Um, well, the past with North Korea... Um, kind of goes back to World War II. Um, Korea was conquered by Japan uh, in the 30s uh, and then was liberated from the Japanese Empire after we destroyed the Japanese Empire. Um, mm-hmm. So then Korea was free. People didn't really know what to do with it. Um, so everyone just left uh, and then fought a proxy war over it. Um, so South Korea wanted to be more involved with the West, like Japan was now being involved with the West. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, North Korea, actually, uh, no, actually, they arbitrarily divided, kind of like in Vietnam, divided the country between North and South, or like mm-hmm. Germany, East and West, right. Um, right. where the North was controlled by not controlled by, but, like, under the Russian sphere of influence. Um, and the South was the Western European slash American sphere of influence. Um, and then uh, North Korea invaded South Korea um, to try to conquer all of the peninsula. Um, almost mm-hmm. did. And then the UN, and when I say the UN, I mean the United States, uh <laughs> stepped in to stop that from happening and then almost conquered all of the Korean Peninsula but then China stepped in to stop that from happening uh, and then fought to a stalemate almost exactly to the arbitrary division uh, Mm -hmm. that they had first drawn Uh, and that's known as the Korean War um, which has not officially ended Um, right I was going to say that until it still hasn't officially ended. That was a goal of the summit, um, mm-hmm. according to Twitter. Uh, so, but then, so the U.S. has continued back South Korea and have a a military presence in South Korea since I think '54 when the the Korean War cooled, um, mm-hmm. and China has long been a partner of North Korea and is basically the only partner of North Korea now that the USSR is no longer a nation. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
North Korea uh, does not like America slash the Western coalition very much uh, because of the war and right. um, the continued presence of their nuclear umbrella on the Korean Peninsula. Um, mm-hmm. And North Korea is considered a rogue state by the U.S. Um, and maybe the U.N., parts of the U.N., um, for not you know, cooperating with the, the global coalition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what other things did you ask? Uh, that was pretty much it. Um, but then I guess my other question oh, was, what was the so goal then things of the escalated. Uh, things escalated during the Trump administration. Um, they had a weird Twitter war. Um, yeah. Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump. Um, little Rocket Man. Yeah, the Little Rocket Man is his nickname because everyone has to have a good nickname in the Trump administration. The Trump administration. Um, one of the pettiest tweets I think I've ever seen Granted, I don't read a lot of tweets. <laughs> I like only read Trump's tweets. Um, he was like, "Oh, I can't believe Kim Jong Un called me uh, fat and slovenly. I would never call him short and fat." And I'm like, "Really, Trump? Come on now." <laughs> uh, and and he also said things like, uh, "We would strike North Korea with fire and fury, like the world has never yeah. seen before." Um, so things like that kind of escalated tensions. Um, I don't. I have no idea how that changed. Uh, I don't either. We do have a Who's new Secretary name? of State. Yeah, he um, did magic when he went there when he was the CIA director. Yeah, and just they, like, I think China has also been doing a lot of things um, because uh, they they met with Xi Jinping, the that's right. the chairman of China. Um, a couple months ago. Uh, so I think China has been working with them. Maybe Mike Pompeo is truly a master. Um, Japan is not very happy about the way things are going. Uh, because North Korea keeps launching ballistic missiles over top of yeah. Japan. Uh, so they're, they're not very happy that Kim Jong-un can do normal things like hang out in America and mm-hmm. take selfies with people. Um, they don't like that, which is understandable. Um, yeah, that's fair. So I don't, I don't really know why things have changed, but I, I think it's good. Like the, the, the calculus for this is so different. I think than normal things like I, I think if Trump met with like Barash al-Assad, the leader of Syria, mm-hmm. I would say no, don't do that, uh, because we don't want to give credence to the Syrian government. Right. Uh, but if the option, like, if the other option for North Korea is a rogue state with sixty nukes nuking people, uh, mm-hmm. like that's that's such a worse possibility than a propaganda win for North Korea. In my mind, it's right. worth it to have this summit. Uh, but I don't think the summit was very effective. Yeah. So so I guess that brings me back to the question, like, what was the goal of the summit? So we talked about how... Um, what did you mention earlier? Um, oh, yeah, propaganda potentially for Korea. Mm-hmm. Um denuclearization i believe is another yep. like big um point of the summit as well as um i feel like there was another thing so north korea basically wants people to just step back from keeping it under sanctions and the united states nuclear umbrella uh, both mm-hmm. Both countries really want denuclearization, uh, but the understanding of that is completely different. Uh, right. For the U.S., that's the dismantling of North Korea's nukes, um, all their nuclear sites. They give up their physical material, 
Uh, so poorly worded, uh, but it is the goal of the United States is the Libya model, which John Bolton, uh, we flay our enemies alive, uh, <laughs> national security Shout advisor. Out to Bruce Bolton. Um, so he, he said, so Gaddafi, the former leader of Libya, um, gave up all the physical materials and centrifuges uh, that Libya had to not be invaded by the U.S. Uh, right. So that, that's great. That's I mean, that's things we want to happen. Unfortunately, uh, for Gaddafi, like eight years later, uh, the U.S. sponsored, supported with airstrikes, uh, Liber- Libya rebel forces that ousted and then executed Gaddafi. Uh, so it's poor choice of words from John Bolton, and it, it um, uh, kind of disrupted. That was the 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 fake out for the summit that it yeah. wasn't going to happen. Yeah. He said, "I think we should use the Libya model," and right to Kim, that's okay. In eight years, you're ousting and executing me. Um, yeah. But I mean, the the goal that not the ousting and executing, but giving up your physical materials and verifiably. Um, dismantling the capabilities of producing nukes. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's really what the U.S. wants. Right. Um, what the U.S. should want, um, but Trump doesn't, apparently, is uh, the end of human rights violations in North Korea. Um, mm-hmm. There's like hundreds of thousands of people living in concentration camps. Um, mm-hmm. Kim has uh, reportedly executed political opponents with... Um, anti-aircraft guns um so things like that we should want to end um but that didn't really come up apparently uh right but and so how north korea understands denuclearization is u.s removes all of its personnel and support from south korea um Mm -hmm. because to them if the u.s is president in south korea the Korean Peninsula is still nuclearized. Um, so for them, it's an end of U.S. presence in South Korea, and ideally for them, an end of an alliance between the U.S. and South Korea. Mm-hmm. And then the and then North Korea is like fine to give up its its nuclear capabilities. Um, Allegedly. Right, right. So, I don't... I think it was a good summit for North Korea, not a great summit for the U.S. Yeah, I think, like... Again, I have, like, no knowledge about political foreign policy or anything, but from my perspective, as the layperson on the street, it also seems like it is... I would say it's not bad for the U.S. Um, and the fact that, like, we actually are making some progress, even though if we still disagree on what that looks like, and it's not necessarily the entire extent of what we should be looking for. Um, to um, me, just... What were you going to say? I mean, maybe. Like, we've had talks with North Korean leaders before, and nothing's happened. Um, mm-hmm. so like talks are good, but if they're not useful talks, there's not going to be useful results. Right. But I, I guess too, from the perspective of like the fact that Trump and Kim can be having petty Twitter arguments to so the fact that they can actually sit down and have a conversation, I think says something about at least this administration um, I'm not really sure if it says much, but um, but the fact that it's not completely just like total gris- disagreement heading towards missiles being launched as yeah. feared at one point. Um, I mean, so, that's definitely a yeah. better possibility. But I mean, there was a like a 400 word agreement, like declaration of friendship, declared mm-hmm. between. North Korea and the United States. 
Um, and so North Korea promised to have the goal of the denuclearization of North Korea or the Korean Peninsula, um, mm-hmm. which is that's to me that's like a maybe to a Facebook event, um, <laughs> which is oh yeah I might <laughs> I might try to be now. there you're right like your goal is the goal of like you promised to have that as your goal right that that's means nothing yeah um and trump also said that they would end um the war games as they're called with south korea so ending defensive drills and training uh jointly with south korean forces he just announced mm-hmm. that in a press conference um neither the pentagon nor south korea knew it um nice but he announced that so that's to me that's a huge win for north korea um yeah yeah because i guess it basically is saying like they're basically getting away with a lot they're like yeah "Yeah, sure like yeah we'll sign this friendship agreement between us and the u.s and basically we'll just get away with like whatever um, we want Right, exactly. So, um, my question before before this week, I had I was thinking to myself, man, does Trump have the best foreign policy of any president since George H. W. Bush? But now, I was going to ask that this week has been a right mess for foreign policy. So I I think it's it now it's more of an interesting question to say. Is his foreign policy better than Obama's? I don't know if I have enough knowledge to speak on that. Okay. But I, I, from my understanding, and please tell me if I'm completely wrong. I've my never understanding, done that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, Obama tried to really not do anything with foreign policy. Um he tried to again just cut me off if I'm completely off base. Sure, sure. But but tried to kind of stay out of as much things as possible, um, and not really have anything to do with foreign policy. To be honest, like the biggest thing that I remember happening in like foreign policy wise, I don't even know if you can call this foreign policy, is when they killed Osama bin Laden. Like that wasn't even like that's kind I don't even of know foreign if that really policy. Counts. Um, but right. So the reason why I asked this initial question is he the best since George H. W. Bush, um, who led the Gulf War, which was like ninety days and just a big old victory for the United mm-hmm. States. Um, mm-hmm. Is so ISIS has basically been defeated um, mm-hmm. through the increased airstrikes from the U.S. and Russia. Um, And, like, if Trump could have, like, successful negotiations with North Korea, that's one of the biggest foreign policy goals of the United States for the past 70 years um, that would Mm -hmm. be achieved. Um, So I, I think that would be a valid argument. But then... This week has really been a disaster, uh, in my mind, uh, for for foreign policy. And so I think in the past I have been unfair to Obama for his uh, largely uh, unsuccessful foreign policy, um, mm-hmm. especially in Syria. Um, Libya was kind of a mess, um, and I I think Syria. A lot of the things that happened were was due to U.S. inaction. Though I hate the the Jeremiah, no, the the like American sheriff version of right world affairs policy. Um, yeah, but that's that is kind of taking for granted European uh, alliances for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obama was like the most successful president we've had in Europe for a long time. Uh, like the approval rating for Obama in France 
is like 90% during mm. his presidency. Uh, for Trump, mm. it's like 20. Uh, right. So all like all of our European allies love Obama. <laughs> and like uh, I had never thought to like say, wow, what a great relationship Obama had with Justin through to through how do you say his name? The Trudeau. Trudeau in Canada. Because like to me that shouldn't have to be something where you're like, Oh, I wonder how our relationship with Canada is doing because that no, should just be a thing. Like America's yep. Canada's pants. Um, yeah. but now this week it's like Trump pulls out of the G seven summit early, uh, which is the yeah. is the meeting of the global economic leaders. Um it was the G8, and then something happened, and Russia is no longer there. These are quotes from Trump. That something happened is kind of like when that Facebook commercial. Oh, and then something happened, and we had to deal <laughs> with data misuse and fake news and stuff. That's your fault, Facebook. Like, Russia invaded Crimea and claimed it as its own territory. Like, that's Russia's, like, that's Russia's fault. Yeah. It's not yeah. just, oh, something happened. Um. And so then he leaves the summit early and goes on a Twitter rampage against uh, Canada and Justin Trudeau. I can't say his name. Uh, It's not T. Just forget the T-H. Just say it T. Trudeau. Trudeau. That's that's how I pronounce it. I could be wrong. And uh, called him, like, weak and (laughs) I want to say a weak spineless fool. I don't remember where that's from, (laughs) but that's a quote from something. I don't either. Yeah. Um, but that's basically what he said. And then he's like, I'm just going to increase more tariffs on Canada. And like his justification for these tariffs is global security risk. I don't understand that. That's like the most audacious comment. Okay. No, not true. Trump has made too many audacious comments for that to be the most audacious. That's not even close. But that is like the stupidest comment I've heard about Canada for a long time. Like, so, I'm just shocked. I can't tell. So, (laughs) it's like that quote from The Office when uh, Stanley was, like, threatening to go to Utica. And and Michael, like, stops him. And at the end, Stanley's just like, maybe he's just a secret genius. Is Michael kind of secret genius? He's like, no, that's ridiculous. That, That was my thought process. That that was like yeah. a string of my thought process during when Trump was like putting tariffs on Canada and like being ridiculous. It's like what my initial response is like, what is he thinking? Like, why do we ever like what? Like, when have we ever not got along with Canada ever? Slash, when are they not like our closest ally? And then my next thought is maybe he's just like some kind of foreign policy genius that he like can figure out what's going on here. But then, again, like Stanley, I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah, this is Michael Scott slash Trump we're talking about. Like, that's not the my, case. My favorite part of The Office is – this is not my favorite part of The Office, but it's the mo- definitely the most interesting part of The Office right now is how much Michael mm-hmm. loves Trump and talks about him all the time. <laughs> it is true. Um, it is true. But, yeah, so, like, I had been taking for granted, as I think most Americans were – are yeah. European, NATO, and North American allies. Uh-huh. Uh, but now that we apparently can't, um, like, Angela Merkel keeps saying these amazing things. It Like, uh, hearing Trump at G7 was sobering and um, a little disheartening or something. Uh, mm-hmm. she, like, last year she said, oh, it's clear European can't, like trust in the United States anymore. Um, have you seen that picture of her and Trump? I think so. Yeah. Mm, good. It's uh, I know the way you're it's memeish about. enough to show up on trending Facebook. There you go. Ooh. Um. Also, it's going back to France. The Prime Minister of France, whatever his name is, Emmanuel the Macron. Macron. He absolutely cannot stand Trump. No, like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how they ever get anything done. They yeah. don't. He's he but was he just he was rumored to be the him. Trump whisperer. And really? Then, yeah. Well, he like 
They had a great... He invited him to the White House, which only uh-huh. has happened for dictators so far, um, other than Emmanuel Macron. Uh, right. And they had a, a great handshake that was about 30 seconds long. That's an exaggeration, mm-hmm. but it was about five seconds long. Um, nice. And then, because he, he was trying to get Trump to stay in the Paris Accord, and then later, right. the Iran deal. Neither of those worked. Um, no. And then he gave a speech in Congress that was like uh, a backstab, according mm-hmm. to to Trump. Oh, also, somebody, I forget who it was, somebody said there's a special place in hell reserved for people who backstab Trump like Justin Trudeau, Trudeau did. I'm like, really, what is, guys? What? Come on. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I don't know. Um, so for me, because the, the, the summit with North Korea was so meh and and all the stuff going because on he's Canada. actively sabotaging our closest allies yeah i yeah to me even if he if he did nothing to him to change our relationships with europe and canada i think he would be a much better foreign policy president than i currently say he is because like allies are allies for a reason Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, okay, there's an amazing quote from a White House senior aide who uh, someone is going around asking people to describe is a reporter. I mean, that's kind of their job, to describe uh, right. Trump's foreign policy doctrine. And his response is the greatest. Uh, but it's too profane to, <laughs> to say... Um, uh, it's where America the 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 doctrine is where America bleep. <laughs> That's Trump's foreign policy. Uh, That's pretty good, and uh, I think that's true. So the world is different, um, mm-hmm. as it always mm-hmm. is, week to week. Um, but I don't I I don't think I can definitely say it's better, and I can't definitely say it's worse. Even even Trump, because he's, like, shockingly honest sometimes. Yeah. He said, oh, you know, maybe in six months uh, it turns out I'm wrong and this deal is nothing and Kim fooled us and I'll come up here and say I'm wrong. Well, I won't say I'm wrong. I don't think I'll ever admit that. I'll make up some excuse. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. How can Trump be this honest sometimes and just, like, just lie his... his America's hat off at other times. It's, yeah, it's interesting that, yeah, he has, he has filled the media with so much just garbage out of his own mouth that even when he speaks just the utter truth, people don't believe him. Yeah. Which is probably terrible to say about a president. <laughs> That's oh, kind of his thing, though. I know, but it's just like, that just sounds terrible. Anyway, so I guess I guess my and and maybe we can't even look in the long run, but in the long run, is Trump's foreign policy actually going to be good or bad for us? So, for instance, uh, is the moves that he's making in South or North Korea going to actually produce anything that's positive? Um, is what he been is him pulling out of the Iran deal actually good? Um, is or will him basically making really losing trust in a lot of our major allies is that going to have a lasting effect on America not necessarily just Trump's administration um, I don't know I'm inclined I'm more inclined to say it's it's good for the US um, mm-hmm. uh, because so far, like, the U.S. is really good at flexing, but it doesn't do it much. Or it hasn't, it did not under the Obama administration. Right. Um, but when it does, things tend to get done like ISIS. Um, mm-hmm. So I think if if Trump loses 2020, 
um, it greatly improves his chance of being a very successful foreign policy president because mm-hmm. uh, I think whoever would um, oust him would immediately make sure that they're repairing all the relationships with Europe and Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that really help him as a as a foreign policy person. Like at this point, I feel like the relationships are only going to get worse. Um, right. With Canada and Europe, um, and like he he loves dictators much more than I think is good for eight years. Um, That's fair. But yeah, I don't know how. It's, it's interesting, I don't know how though. the Iran deal is going to shake out, and I don't know how North Korea is going to shake out, but they can't really get worse than they are now. So, I mean, that helps. Well, unless we, like, pull out all of our people off the Korean Peninsula. Okay, then, yeah, like, that, that would be worse. North Korea attacks Japan and South Korea. Um, but I guess, I guess part of me is thinking, and maybe Trump is thinking this way too, but again, that makes him sound too much like a secret genius, which I'm not willing to admit. Not that this idea is brilliant or anything, but, but the fact, and maybe this sounds really prideful and boastful as America, but when it comes down to it, like, we're still America, even though Trump is leading it and our allies in Europe and Canada are against us, mm-hmm. it, it's... They're not really against us. It's just like exactly. It's, it's what? just it's just they're frustrated in what Trump's doing. Yeah. But when push comes to shove, like to me, they're still gonna like be our allies. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It, and maybe Trump realizes that, and that's why he's kind of pushing this envelope. Oh, I I think so. I feel like he he's like these are people I can easily bully. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bully them because. They need us. Um, right, right. Whereas Which, people that don't as much, he praises because he wants mm-hmm. to win them over. Right. He he wants to get those dictators into positions where he can bully them, essentially. Yeah. Um, because which, right again, now, makes him sound like people. a secret genius. But Right. Which, which, because those are the only people right now who are kind of like standing up to America and yeah. doing whatever they want. Which, uh, nothing against Europe and Canada, because I think that they are doing well. We wouldn't be America without them. Right. But even though they're, but the fact that they're not dictators and still doing what they want is good, I I think, if that makes sense. I I think that makes sense. But, like, to be honest, that's, like, just classic American foreign policy is, like, okay, we have the nukes. Therefore, we tell everybody what to do. Looking at you, second Iraq war. All right, any final thoughts on foreign policy slash North Korea slash Trump? Um, now that I'm not a kid, I learned that the Iraq, the second Iraq war is much more controversial than I had ever known uh, mm-hmm. growing up. So... That that was interesting. Um, lots of people were mad at America about it, including Kurt Vonnegut, uh, who is American, or was American. He's a novelist. He died. Uh, <laughs> that really doesn't have to do anything with um, Trump or anything, but no. um, that was something interesting that I learned. They, that's, that's good. Um, yeah, things, so, yeah, things have gone better than I ever thought they would, mm-hmm. uh, that, I with Trump's foreign well. policy, so, yep. like, I have been shocked before, um, so, at this point, I'm not, I'm not just gonna bet against everything that he's doing because he's doing it, um, right. because things have worked out, uh, in the past, Somehow. so. Somehow, yeah. And that is very interesting because I don't know if we talked about it on here if it was just thoughts that I had previously or conversations outside of it. But it was just like thinking about, okay, like maybe Trump can deal with business, but like how is he going to deal with foreign policy? 
and somehow I think he's just going with the I have the bigger stick mentality, and so therefore I can bully you. That's kind of which, been what he did in business too. It's like I was I was gonna say that he he does things his own way, and he has he can pay for better lawyers and right. file more lawsuits, but now so he has bigger guns and. America has the largest economy, so it makes sense right. from a Trump, this is what I've been doing perspective. Right. His Which, businesses are not incredibly successful. Yeah, it is. The brand it's is. Interesting. Right. It's interesting to see it from that perspective, which I was not looking at that perspective did you hear? First entered the White did you hear the that convers that phone call from Michael Cohen to somebody? Yeah, that that uh, that is insane. <laughs> Michael Cohen to that uh, he was that like NPR a reporter. journalist. Yeah, yeah, I heard that story. I, I heard was it like, live wow. on NPR, and I'm like, what on earth is going on? It was it's as I was uh, I think it was when I was leaving Potsdam. Yeah, no, I was I heard that too. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But also, not really that surprising, no, to be yeah, honest. That, that seemed right. Yeah. He, he just goes on a long, profanity-laced rant yeah. about filing lawsuits and them ruining the day they were born, if they ever just be, crossed Just because Trump. he was, like, asking some questions about, like, some stuff that Trump was doing. It does not seem shady at all. No, it, it's like straight out of like a mobster movie where they're just <laughs> yeah. like, we're going to threaten to bust your kneecaps and kill your family. Yeah, but it's just like you'll die in a homeless person. Right. Like, that's not an exaggeration. No. Anyway. Anyways. Any good recommendations for us in this week of crazy foreign affairs uh yeah so my media consumption basically only consisted of solo this past week which is not going to be my recommendation um i respect that instead my recommendation is um so yesterday i went for a walk hmm I left my phone at home, and there's actually this really nice path that I had knew, kind of knew existed, but never went down before ever. Um, just like right down, is down along the, the river. My house. Yeah, it's along the river That's for a little nice. bit, and then it kind of veers off. But I was like, wow, this is really nice. So my recommendation is leave your phone at home, go for a walk for like an hour, and yeah. Go explore places around your house that you didn't know really existed. Okay. Uh, well, for me, that's all of the places around my house. Uh, I finished my long sojourn from northern New York to southern Maryland. Uh, so I got less done than I wanted to, basically because I spent all weekend playing Breath of the Wild, which is just like nice. a time sink for me <laughs> it's it's awful when i say it's awful it's it's amazing um but i I spent too much time playing it so then this week i had to write my sermon because i didn't do it saturday um uh-huh. uh but uh i will say shout out to my mom thanks for being born in the southish so then i can claim southern music as my own uh and this so this is something that one of our creation friends the inspiration for this podcast uh i think it's his like his goal after creation every year is just to listen to more crowder um (laughs) so that's my recommendation for this week crowder is formerly of the david crowder band um and He's pretty good. I, I like it more when he uh, is Southern and not contemporary Christian because uh, it's yeah. more fun. Uh, my favorite song is probably 
which I had heard in concert a couple times is uh, uh, Sinner Come Home or Lay Down Your Chains, something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Um, but anyway, I I learned that the real version of it features Tadashi, and I'm like, wow, this has everything nice. that I wanted in a song. Because uh, it's got like <laughs> it's got like this Johnny Cash type like driving yep. drum beat going. Uh, Lift your head, weary sinner. Parentheses chains feet Tadashi is the song title. Nice. Uh, and then Tadashi has a, a a verse on it. So Crowder, listen. You can listen to the Digital Age too, but honestly, I have never done that. <laughs> Crowder is better. Crowder is just a really interesting spot. He just doesn't really care what anyone tells him he should be because he'll go from, like, bluegrass to techno to rap to whatever else he wants to. And, like, not bluegrass even the rap same, is kind of my jam. Not even, <laughs> not even, like, in the same album, which he definitely does, but, like, even in the same song, for instance, this song you just read. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Southern rap is also the best. Fair. So, southern bluegrass rap. Southern music. The South has all the good music, for the record. Jazz, blues, bluegrass, Rock and roll. Rap. That's just basically everything at this point. Yeah. Like, what American music doesn't come from the South? Hip-hop. Maybe. Um, it was kind of a New York thing. Yeah, I'm thinking Los like Angeles. Um, yeah. Do what? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. So, um, maybe maybe like indie, indie. I said good. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, oh man! Yeah, that's probably too grunge. Alternative rock. Yeah, that's a big Seattle thing. Yeah, basically, if it's not from the South, it's from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Slash California. That's one of my my favorite uh, biomes. The Pacific Northwest. That was a deep cut. Yeah, I got it. Shout out to Daryl. <laughs> okay, great. All right. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Hope yes, to have you will. next time. Yeah, we'll see what happens in foreign policy. But we probably won't talk about it. Probably not. We'll talk about something much more lighthearted. I thought Anyways. you were gonna say fun. <laughs> but <laughs> I had it's fun. not to say that this isn't fun. It's not very. Which is better, Solo or Star Wars? And when I say that, I mean... Um, Marvel? Marvel, yes. Yes. It's not. It's much less lighthearted. Anyways, we will see you next week. Bye.